All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Um, we better start paying attention to what's happening around the country as it relates to, oh, uh, law and order and safety and security because, well, let's see, we have a security guard that died after being shot in an attempted robbery in San Francisco. Uh, you got a group of 20 to 30 robbers swarming a Best Buy in Minnesota on Black Friday. You got a retired police officer shot while guarding a TV crew in California. He's died. Uh, in New York City, a career criminal is, is charged with attempted murder for opening fire and wounding two cops responding to a 911 call on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, you got a man charged with murder of a 58-year-old woman uh, who plunged to her death on a New York City subway stairs during a botched robbery there. Uh, these flash mobs, this looting now that's going on all around the country because prosecutors are not prosecuting. They're not enforcing the law. So you have mobs of people going in, even to high-end stores, with hammers now and stealing these very expensive items. Now, what is the result of all of this? Well, now a lot of these stores are saying, buy, we'll see you later. And you know what? If you want our products, you can buy them online. It's, it's not going to end until policing continues the way it used to and enforcing the law happens again in america you know this defund dismantle the police a no bail law mentality that even joe biden and kamala harris support is insane here's congresswoman uh to leave saying we ought to abolish prisons i think that everyone's like oh my god we're gonna just release everybody that's not that's what, what the, yeah is. but did you see how many people are mentally ill that are in prison right now no i know but the act that you so endorsed we're gonna keep, we're actually gonna, says release everyone but in, in 10, 10 years. years but think about it who are releasing but there are like human traffickers oh i know child sex so but I you're mean, saying do you mean that you don't actually support that because no. in your vision there is still um whatever proportion they are, a small proportion who do need to be behind bars. Yeah, again, I would have to look at every case individually right. and figure that all out. I can't just say that. I can't just say that. Listen to this San Francisco police officer commenting on this. Something like this that happened at the Nordstrom, that organized. Did that surprise you? No, it, it didn't surprise me at all. So you had the Walgreens, you had the Nordstrom, now you have Louis Vuitton, uh, Burberry, uh, Yi Saint Laurent, all of these high-end places just getting hit by mobs of people who are organized to, to do this. And there is no fear of any type of repercussions. So people are coming into the city and just causing havoc knowing that they can get away with it. They covered up their license plate numbers. Um, do you think that any of these people will ever be tracked down and prosecuted? I mean, I'm hopeful. We did catch eight people that night. Uh, but that level of sophistication, what you just said, covering their license plate, right? No ordinary crook or criminal is going to do that, right? So here you have a very sophisticated network of thieves knowing what they're doing, targeting what they want to go after. You know, the big lie here is about, you know, Prop 47. Uh, when the ACLU supported that and said, oh, we'll make your neighborhoods and schools safer. N no, they didn't. Thieves have figured out what the game is. You yeah. mean I could steal up to $950 and I can only get a citation if I get caught. And those citations will never be prosecuted. 
uh, I mean, if we allow these these crimes to continue, these smash and grab robberies, and you don't hold people accountable, well, it's okay as long as you don't steal a thousand dollars or more. So you can steal nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and you're fine. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich has a great article about this. He joins us now. Um, it ought to be a wake-up call. You're right, but I don't see it becoming a wake-up call. Well, I, I think it's a wake-up call for everybody who sees it. And, of course, the uh, propaganda wing of the media doesn't want to show it, uh, although gradually, if it's happening in your town, it's showing up on television locally. Uh, and I think the country's moving very rapidly towards an anti-criminal pro-police model. Uh, we certainly saw that in the elections in Virginia and New Jersey and then Seattle, Washington, a number of in San Antonio. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we're, what's fascinating is you have almost an, an Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged level of uh, the collapse of civilization with the Biden administration and the big government socialists in the House and Senate on the side of the collapse. I mean, it's true across the board, whether it's energy or it's inflation or it's opening up the border or it's allowing criminals to go loose. I mean, you have to ask yourself, what did these people think would happen if you released murderers and rapists and armed robbers? That they would suddenly be converted and, you know, go to Sunday school? Uh, I mean, there's a form of almost madness here. Uh, it, look at what's happened, for example, all across the country. Defund, dismantle the police. Um, why we don't go after what? Well, there's no commission that Liz Cheney is on looking into the 535 riots. Dozens of Americans were killed. Thousands of cops pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails, and worse. Thousands injured. Uh, billions in property damage. How come they're not inter- interested in those riots? Well, I think you have to start with a belief, which I have reluctantly come to that the uh, big government socialists are corrupt, that if uh, they're not going to look into, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop, despite the great new book on laptop from hell uh, by Miranda Devine, which is a must read, they're not going to look into Hillary's 31,000 or 32,000 deleted uh, emails. They're not going to look into night after night for over a year in Portland, Oregon, of Antifa, the left-wing radicals. So what you have is a totally corrupt system in which, tragically, the Justice Department and the FBI are part of the corruption. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you're and you have people who are really determined uh, to go out and to defend the level of violence that we're seeing, and as you pointed out at the beginning of this segment, uh, this isn't just property. I mean, people are being killed. Other people are being injured. Uh, and in the long run, how can you expect to have any kind of society if uh, you put up your, your stand or your shop and the next minute 35 people show up to steal it all? Uh, th- this is not sustainable. And I think that as that sinks in, the country's going to become very much as they were with Giuliani. They're going to become very committed to law and order, and they're going to become very anti-violent crime. And they're going to run over the kind of big government socialists you see in the House and Senate. And I think, you know, the 2023 campaign in part is going to be on this core issue. Are you on the side of the innocent? I think you add to that. Yeah, and add to that, the parents would like a say in their kids' education. Uh, they would like reading, writing, math, science, and computers over CRT. Uh, they want age-appropriate materials for their kids. They want to say in, in the education of their children. Uh, that, that was a big issue in the last campaign, in the last election. 
And and I think then you, it expands out from there to the Afghanistan disaster, the border disaster, the inflation disaster, the energy uh, price disaster, all caused by Joe Biden's policies. Right. And I, th- I think you have to recognize that um, all of this is hurting real people. When you raise the price of, he- of heating your home in the winter and you live in Maine or New Hampshire or any place across the northern tier, uh, this eats right into your personal budget. When you raise the price of gasoline, it's a tax on the poorest Americans, and everybody who fills up their car or truck knows it because they're feeling it personally. When you raise the price of natural gas, you raise the price of fertilizer, you indirectly raise the price of food, and everybody's feeling that pain. But think about this. Biden goes through this big show about we're going to cut off travel from South Africa. Well, all you have to do as a South African is fly to Mexico and walk across the border. Uh, There's going to be no requirements. They're not going to check your criminal record. They're not going to check you for COVID. I mean, we've had a million four hundred thousand people out of the country illegally with none of them being checked for public health reasons and none of them being checked anymore for crime. Uh, But, boy, we're going to make a big display at the airports. Uh, this system is totally broken, and these people are the most corrupt we've seen, I think. And in in, in, I've never seen, as a historian, any period of this level of open corruption that we are now enduring from Washington. Well, now you're really describing Miranda Devine's book. I mean, uh, I finally got an, 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 uh, a manuscript of this. Uh, there was excerpt. There were excerpts of it in the in the paper today in the new york post and it goes into great specificity and great detail that joe biden was up to his eyeballs in meeting tony Bobolinsky, in doing deals with china benefiting off the biden name cashing in off the biden name uh and and yet we saw what happened in the last election the media had a complete blackout on anything involving the the laptop from hell well you know you, your folks sent me this uh YouTube video, which I'm guessing you're going to play presently, uh, of Biden talking about he, that he that you prostitute yourself in politics, and he ends by saying, and he's a prostitute. Says Biden is a U.S. senator. Uh, you know the the whole system is is now so corrupt, uh, and you see it again and again. You see it in the relation with China, where billionaires sell out their the United States to make a little extra money. Uh, you you see it with the NBA, which which does anything the Chinese want. Uh, just go down the list. And you know what? So, let me let me. It's a two minute cut, but I think it's worth playing, and then we'll have two minutes on the other side of it for you to comment about it. Okay. It's too important not to play it. Let me play it for you, Senator Biden. It's nice to have you here as the youngest member of the Senate, the one therefore who may expect the longest career there. I wonder if you'd say to us, <laughs> since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I thank you for that, though. The system does produce corruption, and and I think implicit in the system is corruption, when in fact, whether or not you can run for public office, and it costs a great deal of money to run for the United States Senate, even from a small state like Delaware, uh, you have to go to those people who have money, and they always want something. Well, I wonder whether you would feel that there's some virtue in forcing candidates to go out and try to raise money. I've heard people, probably people who didn't run for office, say that it's uplifting to go out and try to get money. Do you think that there's something unuplifting about putting a limit to how much you can ask one man to give you? I think it's the most degrading experience in the world to have to go out and ask for money because you know that unless you accidentally agree with the position taken by the person or group that has the money, that you run the risk of deciding whether or not you're going to prostitute yourself to give the answer you know they 
they want to hear in order to get funded to run for that office. In fact, you know that the only way you can raise any money to get to run for public office is to go to vested interest groups. Then, in fact, you're put in the position that you have to begin to wonder whether or not you prostitute the ideas that you have about government in order to get the money to begin to run. Of course, you've had recent experience with this, having been elected in 1972. That's correct. And I believe you just said that your campaign cost some $300,000. $276,000. All right, sir. And you raised that money by public contributions, did you not? That's correct. And you raised that money in a race against an incumbent, did you not? That's correct. Yes. And, Senator, I'm sure that, that you would agree that, that your service in the Senate up to this point has, has not reflected any particular concern for the larger contributors. Well, the fortunate thing is I didn't have many larger contributors. And the only reason, see, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, man, the manner in which I talk about. I want your response to that, Mr. Speaker, because I, it takes my breath away. Well, it took my, when I saw it, it took my breath away. In fact, I had several of my folks here at Gingrich 360 listen to it because it's crazy. I mean, it, it tells you a lot about what a hack politician Biden has been his whole career. Uh, and it certainly makes you believe that uh, Miranda Devine's new book, a laptop from hell is almost certainly accurate. Uh, and this, this is a family engaged in criminal behavior and prepared to deal with America's greatest competitor, the Chinese communist dictatorship, and prepared to rake in the money. And it tells you how sick the system is that Hunter Biden has not already been investigated and, frankly, arrested. I mean, uh, the stuff in, the, in this laptop are just is just unbelievable. And I'm told that the things she couldn't print are more sickening and more disgusting than the things that, that uh, she put into uh, her book. So, uh, you know, I, I think there has to be an effort nationwide to demand that the Congress hold hearings and investigate and to demand that the Justice Department open a criminal case against Hunter Biden. I mean, I have no doubt about it. And, and, and given everything we've heard so far, I think it's very possible it goes right up to uh, the president of the United States. And, and since it involves China and Russia and Ukraine, it's a real national security issue, not just a corruption issue. But it, it's, it's it, that video is unbelievable, and it's a sad commentary that the Trump people didn't have it last year and didn't use it. Well, we appreciate you being with us. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Uh, there's your Joe Biden, and, and there's your dismantled, defund, and no bail Democratic Party. And what do we have as a result? Yeah, we've got a, a, a real crisis around the country uh, with the smash and grab robberies pretty much happening everywhere. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. Quick break, right back. Hi, right, 25 now until the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Pretty amazing. Um, we'll get to this at the top of the next hour. Uh, every the, the total freakout over this Omicron variant, and we don't have a single case in the U.S. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't keep our eye on it. it doesn't mean we shouldn't take it seriously. It doesn't mean that we, we, we have to pay attention to the science of it, but we don't know much about it yet. Now, you know, that's funny that, you know, Joe Biden immediately ha puts in place a travel ban. Well, I thought travel bans were hysterical and xenophobic and, and racist. That's what he told us. You know, or Joe Biden, you know, claiming when there were 220,000 dead Americans in 2020, we now have passed, surpassed the death toll of 2020 of COVID deaths. And Joe Biden was given three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies. How is that possible? 
And then we get the great Dr. Fauci. He's defending the Omicron travel variants. And he had a showdown, for example, with with Ted Cruz, because both Ted Cruz and Rand Paul rightly have been asking for Fauci to step down and their right to do so. As a Wall Street Journal article, COVID-19 vaccines, infections, which carries the stronger immunity. And, you know, there's now emerging evidence that uh, in that people that actually had COVID are getting as much protection as the vaccines, prompting some experts to suggest a nuanced approach to vaccine mandates. You think I thought we were going to follow the science now, the scary part of the initial articles about Omicron and the variant there, and, and I have no idea which way this is going to go. And I, again, urge you to do your research and talk to your doctor and doctors and take into account your unique medical history and your current medical condition. But initially, it was a, a, a race to hysteria. That Omicron variant carries a number of genetic mutations that might cause it to spread quickly, even among vaccinated people. That's what we were reading. Of course, then we have Joe Biden flouting his own mask mandate. He's in a he's in a store, I guess, in in Nantucket. And you got a photo of him. And on the cover on the window of the store, it says required face covering. And there's Joe Biden without his mask on. Did in Nantucket officials penalize Joe for violating their mask mandate as required by law? No. The San Francisco mayor once again caught violating her own mask mandate. We got that on tape also. And we'll show you tonight on on Hannity. Um, now we're learning new information about COVID. Remember, Biden slammed Trump in 2020. Anyone responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths should not be president. OK, there's more deaths under Biden's watch than Trump's watch. Listen. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. Oh, okay, Joe, then resign based on your standard, Joe. Oh, that's right. That's called politics. One reporter asked Biden about the market's reaction to all of this uh, on Friday. And he said, well, the, the markets always go down when COVID rises. Does it worry you? No, not at all. Asked by another reporter, you know, what do you say to questions that whether bans create an incentive for countries not to come forward with new variants that you're penalized for? He said, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You can't hide variants. It's not like someone could hide the fact that there's a variant. Now, the name, by the way, we got into this earlier. Of course, they're, they're going to bypass the the Greek alphabet uh, because it has XI, which is President Xi of China. Oh, we don't want to offend anybody. That's a separate issue. But, you know, Biden, you know, now has adopted Trump's policies on travel bans. And he said it was hysterical. And he said it was xenophobic. He said all those things. In moments like this, this is where the credibility of president is most needed as he explains what we should and should not do. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to uh, and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science. Oh, what about your fear-mongering, Joe? I mean, and <clears throat> there is a report now, and this came out yesterday. Um, I don't know if it's true, but this is coming from South a, a South African doctor who happened to be one of the first to suspect uh, a different coronavirus strain among his patients. 
He's saying that the symptoms of Omicron, the variant that everybody got hysterical about immediately, he said so far are mild and could be treated at home. Uh, the doctor's last name is uh, Kotsis, uh, a private practitioner, chairman of the South African Medical Association, telling Reuters that she noticed seven patients at her clinic who had sy- symptoms different from the Delta variant, albeit very mild. Quote, unquote, you know, Fauci says the U.S. should be prepared to do anything and everything to fight the the Omicron variant. Well, what about the Lambda variant? What about the move variant? What about all the other variants? The R.1 variant that they warned us about. Rand Paul blasting Fauci as astounding and alarming to declare I represent science. Can you believe this? He's science. Is he that arrogant? And he continues to lie as it relates to the issue of the origins of the covid vaccine. He's even he's even now back making the case that this was, you know, coming from a wet market when we know from his emails, we know from The Intercept And we know from recent documents released that he knew damn well that the NIH was funding gain-of-function research and the Wuhan Virology Lab through this EcoHealth Alliance. You know, as Senator Cruz said, Fauci's an unelected technocrat who's distorted science and facts in order to exercise authoritarian control over millions of Americans. He lives in a liberal world where his smug, I represent science attitude is is praised. And then he went on to point out the truth that on May 11th, Fauci testified before a Senate committee that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That was a lie. By the way, if you're charged with lying before Congress, that's five years in jail, up to five years in jail. On October 20th, the NIH wrote that they funded an experiment at the Wuhan lab testing, quote, if spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to human ACE2 receptors in a mouse model. By the way, that's an admission of gain of function research. Fauci's statement and the NIH's October 20th letter cannot both be true. The statements contradict one another. And by the way, 18 U.S.C. 1001 makes it a felony punishable up to five years in prison to lie to Congress. And he's being called out for that. You know, he's still pushing the wet market theory. He knows better. And the media mob just loves him. There are no cases of the Omicron virus variant yet identified in the U.S. I hope it doesn't come here. If it does come here, which is a distinct possibility, I I hope this this doctor in South Africa happens to be uh, correct in her observation. Seems like somebody with pretty impeccable credentials. At least that's my early reading of this. In New York, immediately, of the new governor there is, you know, jumped right on the bandwagon. Kathy Hochul now issues a state of emergency. And it's intended to increase hospital capacity in New York and will last until January 15th when it's going to be reassessed. Well, that's a problem for everyone else that there's not a single case in in New York or in the U.S. at this point. There might come a time for that, but I'm hopeful that what they're seeing in in these early cases, that they're rather mild, that that would remain the fact and be consistent with with this variant if it arrives here. They've tried to whip everybody up into a frenzy over the Lambda, the Peruvian vi- uh, variant. Then, of course, there was the Mu variant. We talked about that at length. Then, of course, there was the fear of the R.1 variant. We keep hearing about variants. Now, variants happen. 
That's what viruses do. They mutate. That's why there are people that spend their entire lives and dedicate their entire lives to the study of one specific virus. Pretty amazing. Then you think of Operation Warp Speed. You think of monoclonal antibodies. You know, my main question, and we'll ask Dr. Brian Tyson and George Fareed uh, at the top of the hour, I want to know if it's likely that monoclonal antibodies would be effective. You know, now we have a second country, in this case, Qatar, with hundreds of thousands of people. Same results as they have. The early results in Israel showed that natural immunity was 27 times higher. It needs to be peer-reviewed in terms of protecting against the Delta variant than those that had the shot, those that got the jab, those that got immunized. And again, I believe in science, and I believe in the science of vaccination. But if we're going to follow the science, the science out of Israel and these other countries should matter. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. The Sean Hannity Show, a thermonuclear MMA assault on fake news. Hannity's on right now. We'll talk to our experts on the Omicron variant at the top of the hour and uh, some of the conflicting information that's out there. That's all straight ahead. In the meantime, back to our phones. Uh, John is in Virginia. What's up, John? Glad you called. Hi, Sh- hi, Sean. Um, so everybody knows that the military is being forced to take these vaccines. And I want to uh, express some things that are happening that I don't think a lot of people uh, understand. So first off, I'm an 11-year uh, active-duty Navy. I've uh, never been in trouble, never gone to captain's mast or anything like that. Uh, by and the way, thank you for admin, your service, sir. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support, Sean. <clears throat> so uh, NAV Admin 256-21 outlays allies all the uh, punitive measures that are going to happen to service members who refuse. And my religious exemption just came back denied today. So these are all going to apply to me going forward. Uh, so 11 years Navy, never been in trouble and I'm not going to get an honorable discharge. And I was already going to get out of the Navy, uh, before, uh, July next year, regardless of all this stuff. Why, why uh, did you, why do we, why would you get out when you're only nine years away from a, a very healthy pension that you've earned? Well, the, the culture in the Navy has just become so toxic and, and I don't think that the goals uh, in the Navy anymore are aligned with mine. I joined to serve my country and it's become more of a corporation than a service. And that's just not what I want to be a part of. So I, I made the choice a few years ago to walk away um, and, and uh, move on with my life. Um, I don't regret my service or anything like that. Uh, it's just, it, it wasn't for me anymore. <clears throat> Unbelievable. And, um, so um, now, now that I'm I'm let I'm inside of six months of getting out of the Navy, I'm going to lose my honorable uh, discharge, and then what that means for me is I'm going to lose my GI Bill, um, which was my Plan C, and I'll talk about Plan B in a minute. Um, I'm also uh, what's called an EP sailor. I don't I don't know if you or anyone knows. Uh, I'm sure people listening would know what that is, but basically it's the evaluation score that they give you. It's the highest that you can get uh, within your command. And in 14 days, I'm going to get what's called an SPE eval or a significant problem evaluation for refusing. Um, let me see. So for me, I, I lose my GI benefits. I was going to take part of a trade school program uh, that's called SkillBridge in order to transition out of the Navy and uh, go from what I do now 
to uh, a trade skill for me would have been an electrician. And that's, that's out the window now too. I, I'm, I'm losing that. So now not only will I not have plan C to fall back on, but plan B is out the window. The 20 years that I was planning on doing originally when I joined out the window. So that's plan A. And, uh, right now the Navy is, is, uh, determined to make sure that myself and anyone else who falls under these circumstances, uh, does not have a chance at a successful life outside of military service. And, that, and that is, nobody, that is, this is so sad to me because they're like doing everything they could possibly do to make your life miserable and for you to, why wouldn't you get an honorable discharge? Uh, that because for the life of me, per, you have a perfect order. record. What's that? They're, they're saying that uh, the refusal uh, to get the vaccine once your religious exemption is denied, which mine and 16,000 others are going to, are on the chopping block as well. Um, once once you're denied, you're then considered from a waiver status to a refusal status, and then you're disobeying a lawful order. I mean, it's just so unnecessary. Uh, can I ask you a personal question you don't have to answer? Did you ever get COVID? Uh, I, can't, I don't know. I never... So I've, never I've got been tested for around a lot of people who had it, but I never caught it uh, that I know of. I was never diagnosed with it specifically, no. I think I have a record for having having to quarantine, considering, you know, I'd, I'd be somewhere and then I get a call the next day. Yeah, by the way, the person you were next to had COVID. And then I put in place, and Linda can verify this, you know, COVID protocols that kept everybody away from me for 14 days. Later, it became 10 days, but in the beginning, it was 14 Listen, if there's anything we can do to help you, um, leave your name and number with Katie, and we'll try and if, if any opportunity we see comes up, we're going to try and pass it on to you, okay? I appreciate it. Can I say one thing before before you let me off the line? I've got 10 we seconds. Have, uh, a whole bunch, we have a whole bunch of people in Congress right now, Lane Loria, Dan Crenshaw, I think Lindsey Graham served. Help us, please. We need help. Uh, I can't believe that I'm 11 years in and I'm going to walk away with nothing. And I'm not the only one. Uh, uh, anything we can do to help you. There are a lot of jobs out there now. Um, I'm going to figure out a way maybe to put those looking for workers, good workers like yourself, with you know good paying career jobs if we can find them. And uh, so stay tuned on that. We're gonna, we've done this before. We'll do it again. Quick break. Right back. <laughs> 